0: because of the weight loss because of all the stress my hair started to fall out mm. I was my um and I didn't realize this until like once I was back in Florida when I went to the dentist like my teeth but back in my molars had start had cracked because I was mm-hmm. so stressed and like clenching my jaw without mm. even realizing because a lot of times you don't even realize you're under oh yes <laughs> you know yes and so it was just like this ripple effect of like everything else and you're just-
1: probably like grinding in the night too I bet
0: Oh yeah. And just even like the, I think sometimes you're, when you're used to a high level of stress, like job or whatever industry you're in, like sometimes you don't even realize that it's like stressful because it's just like the norm.
1: Welcome to the rising from burnout podcast, where we help high achieving women get out and stay out of burnout so they can live a life of energy, ease, and freedom. I'm your host, Lori Aikman. On this episode of the Rising from Burnout podcast today, I interviewed Dr. Caroline Iskovitz, and she is a licensed psychologist who shares her powerful, powerful story of burnout. Um, You can tell from the intro clip, like she, I just think it's so amazing because she is somebody who as a psychologist is trained to help people in dealing with burnout, yet at the same time, you know, she even says in the episode, even with all the tools she has and she was equipped, she still got to a point of burnout. So I think you're gonna really love this episode with her and just learn some great takeaways in order to help you uh, live a more balanced and fulfilled life. So without further ado, here is the episode. Should go on there. It is. All right, Dr. Caroline, I'm so excited to have you on today. Welcome to the podcast. Um, can you just start off telling us a little bit about you, who you are, what you love to do, all that good stuff?
0: Yes. Thank you so much for having me on, Lori. It's such a pleasure. I'm so excited about this podcast, too, because I think it just resonates with so many people and bringing awareness to very important topics when it comes to our health. But so my background is in clinical psychology. I had specialized in marriage and family therapy. Absolutely loved it, but I had experienced a lot of burnout, all those things. But just to kind of give you in a nutshell, I really focused in on entrepreneurship about five and a half years ago, and now I would call myself a serial entrepreneur because I just keep wanting to do more things and end up in different industries than I would have ever imagined. And I'm also a host for YouTube and a podcast as well. So I've been kind of doing a lot, but I live in Colorado now officially starting to get used to the cold it's a little different than the coast <laughs> where did you live there where did you live before you were I was in Florida um I grew up in Florida and then I did grad school in California
1: okay okay Florida. <laughs> I was thinking California for some maybe I remember that from when you and I chatted before gotcha got it.
0: and where in Florida were you I was in South Florida so right outside of Fort Lauderdale
1: That's... yes 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 okay okay gotcha gotcha because I'm Florida. just like I'm like two hours North of you two and a half hours north of you on the East coast. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. And so yes, cholera. I'm, I can imagine because I'm a Florida girl through and through myself. <laughs> yeah. My husband's actually from Illinois. And I remember saying like, are you ever going to want to move back to Illinois? Because I don't ever yeah. want to.
0: <laughs> That's, those are harsh winters. Like my best friend lives in Chicago. I was set on moving to Chicago for a long time. Well, I always say Chicago, it's Illinois, but Chicago. Um, but anyways, with Colorado, it's just, it's very cold. It's been like the coldest winter in 30 years. I'm like, of oh, course, <laughs> gosh,
1: of course, the when you move there.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like I've been here about a year and a half. So I had like the first winter wasn't so bad, but this winter okay. has been really, rough. Rough, really rough, but I am isn't learning to adjust (laughs) a lot of bringing the heat with me.
1: (laughs) Uh Oh my gosh. Okay. So you started off in marriage and family therapy. Is that correct? And then you transitioned, you started, did you find that, um, like, cause you said you switched to where you were, were working with like female entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. that come, were you finding that type of woman a lot in your practice? Is that how you made that transition then to working with female entrepreneurs?
0: That's a great question. Um no, to Ooh. be quite honest. So I Oh, I thought you were going to say yes for sure. No. Um it just kind of it did fall into my lap eventually, but when I first moved back to Florida, I was just like in a really bad spot, like mentally, emotionally, physically. I had really gone through a lot of burnout, and I didn't realize it was burnout at the time until mm-hmm. I was able to kind of take that time to really heal from mm-hmm. everything I had gone through. And with that, I realized I was like, oh, maybe I'll be a life and health coach because I absolutely love everything to do with health. I've always been an athlete throughout college as well, just really being able to take care of my mind and my body and Mm -hmm. also being in psychology, like the mind's so important, but sometimes like when you're preaching something, you need to practice it too. And it's a little harder for me. Well, I'm sure we'll get into all of that. But I think the biggest factor was I started with life and health coaching Mm-hmm. And then I felt like it was too general. Everyone kept saying, you have to niche down. And I was oh, like, yes. oh, okay, okay. So then I just found myself, like I've always been about women empowerment and really elevating women um, mm-hmm. using their voices. And just even like when I was working in private practice, that's what, like the clientele I was getting, but I wasn't really focused on that when I first started. So it did transition over time. I would mm-hmm. say not until like t- year two of coaching that I really focused in on women entrepreneurs because at the same time, I started coaching about six months into my coaching business. I started my health and wellness business online mm. as well. So that's why I was like, oh, life and health coaches make sense for me. But it yeah. wasn't really resonating. There wasn't the passion behind it when it came to coaching in itself. Mm. I love learning about it. I love talking about it. But when it was came, push comes to shove, I wasn't really in it. Um, so that kind of like unfolded and I just kept getting in these amazing circles online in particular of women and com- like communities and building that. And I just mm. kind of unraveled that way, which I'm really grateful it did because I love like just talking to women in general and empowering them and just really going through the four pillars I've created that I still like, they're my values in my businesses today. Mm. But I think those were the core pillars of being able to really help female entrepreneurs in particular because of my journey as well. Mm-hmm. So it was just really reflective of everything I had gone through.
1: Wow. Wow. So tell, and well, just since you brought that up, then mm-hmm. tell us a little bit, obviously I know a little bit of backstory, but just your experience with that, would you, were you, you were saying you didn't recognize it as burnout when you were in it. Mm-hmm. What did that look like? Was that when you were doing you know more traditional therapy and what did that look like for you
0: yeah it, it really it was it's been a cycle and now okay. i catch the cycle a lot faster because mm. i don't think it ever well it goes away but it it doesn't at least for me mm. um so i can get into that more but the biggest part was when i was working with clients in california i absolutely loved it i had amazing people in the practice my supervisor everybody that was like there and supportive was wonderful Mm -hmm. However, financially, I was struggling Mm -hmm. and I thought, oh, I have a doctorate. I'll make money. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That that was not the case. Um, It was really a financial hurdle that I had to overcome. And I was seeing about 30 clients on a weekly basis. So that Mm -hmm. included family, couples, individuals um, from young to older, everything in between. But I just kept taking on more clients because I needed to pay my bills. Mm -hmm. And so it just got into this cycle of, I didn't work every single day, but I would work maybe three or four days a week, but I would work 12 hour days and yeah. I clients back to back. And wow. I didn't even give myself time to go to the bathroom basically, or like have a sip of water because I was yeah. just like, want to make sure I get all my clients in. And I really enjoyed it. And I love hearing people's stories and helping them through those things. But I think internally, I was struggling with a lot of personal things, just a lot of um, bad relationship, bad roommate situation. Just my life was kind of, exploding at that point and um, I was trying to hold it together and I really couldn't. So it wasn't even just like the work aspect. It was like everything outside of there. And wow. I was really trying to balance it, but I couldn't. I didn't know how. Even with all like my background, the tools yeah. I have, to understand that it just wasn't really working in my favor anymore. So this like what started to happen was um, I was dropping a lot of weight and I would like go home from my 12 hour day and have like a pint of ice cream for dinner. Because says, yeah. like, I deserve it. Like I work so hard. And but I was dropping significant weight and I'm not and you're petite as it is. I was gonna say,
1: yeah. so I'm sure a little bit of weight loss is like a lot on you. Yeah.
0: Uh. Yeah. I had lost about like 20 pounds. Um mm-hmm and it was like, I was down to like maybe 89 pounds or something. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it it wasn't healthy. Um, then because of the weight loss, because of all the stress, my hair started to fall out. I Mm. was my, um, and I didn't realize this until like once I was back in Florida, when I went to the dentist, like my teeth, but back in my molars had start had cracked because I was Mm -hmm. so stressed and like clenching my jaw without Mm. even realizing because a lot of times you don't even realize you're under. Oh yes. (laughs) You know? Yes. And so it was just like this ripple effect of like everything else. And you're just,
1: probably like grinding in the night too, I bet.
0: Oh yeah. And just even like the, I think sometimes you're when you're used to a high level stress, like job or whatever industry you're in, like sometimes you don't even realize that it's like stressful because it's mm-hmm. just like the norm. Yeah. It shouldn't be. <laughs> yes. It shouldn't yes. be. So that like cycle, I was working like the 12 hour mm-hmm. days. And then once I got into the entrepreneurship world, it was like 16 hour days. I was like, well, I just carried over those same traits. I didn't really mm-hmm. address the root of it all. And I think mm-hmm. that was the biggest issue that I was facing because it just kept happening because I wasn't addressing what was really going on, which yeah. was like understanding those signs and symptoms. That
1: yeah. Was- mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I, can relate with. So i worked in the ICU, you know, for about 10 or 11 years. And so I can so relate with those hours. And yeah, just that. I mean, literally we have life or death situations, you know, I'm calling people's families saying you better get down to the hospital because your family members not, you know, like literally you're in, it's just the norm. That's just our normal, like, Oh, the code you know, get the crash cart, like literally like high, high stress all the time, but that was normal. Right. So, wow. I love that you're able just to share this story and, and share, because the other thing that that stuck out to me too, is I think when we are in professions where we are the ones helping mm-hmm. other people, like for me in the hospital, it's like, you're on this side of the bed. You know, we talk about being on the other side of the bed, yeah. but of, 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 when you're in a profession where you are helping other people, you're taking care of other people Mm -hmm. and how too? I think there's that vulnerability or that, like, I should have it all together. And I, you know, kind of a thing too of, of the, like, I can't show the, the chink in my armor or because I'm in, I'm in, I'm the helper. I'm the one who's helping all these people with their problems. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're not even aware or even maybe there can be, I know for me, a fear in that vulnerability of, I don't have it all together.
0: Oh yeah. No, that resonates so much because I, I think too, it's like, In the therapy world, and I'm sure as well in the medical field, like you don't really talk about yourselves. Like with coaching, it's a little bit different when it like resonates and it's everything's confidential and all of those things. Like that's very similar, but I think the difference is you kind of feel like you have to like hide parts of yourself. And I feel like I was too bubbly (laughs) to be quite honest, to be a a therapist. Um, I mean, you can be bubbly and be a therapist. Don't get me wrong. But I I think it was just like my personality wasn't fitting that platform anymore of helping people. Mm. And I like, I think I was struggling. And I think like even before I would say my life blew up, I was realizing there was, I needed a change. And it's the universe like gave me a huge, like we're going to change everything yeah, <laughs> and I wasn't per- fully prepared for that, but I think it was like the biggest blessing and disguise of understanding. like there is more for me to do in a different way. Like there is so much more I want to accomplish. but I, I think too, with what I was struggling with, it really brought light to the burnout mm-hmm. and that I wasn't taking care of myself that, like what mm-hmm. exactly what you were saying, it's like when you're in the helping profession, you, like, sometimes forget about yourself. And that's like my tagline, put yourself at the top of the priority list because Mm. a lot of times we're not even on the priority list for ourselves, especially if we have family obligations or like responsibilities that we have to attend to that we do forget about ourselves. And it's really important that we don't. And I mean, I've worked with a lot of mompreneurs and I know you're a mom yourself and it's, it's hard. Like I couldn't imagine. I'm not a parent yet. I just see it around me, of course. And that's obviously very different. But I I think it's just understanding too, if we don't show up as our best selves, we can't give more. We're coming from like an empty cup. And that's what I felt like, to be quite honest, when I was practicing. I felt so depleted every day. I felt exhausted and just oh, like, sure. and physically, and I would still like go to the gym after my 12 hour days and like, oh my it,
1: gosh, yes. just yes. to
0: like release that mental like mm-hmm. stress because it wasn't about like losing weight or anything like that. I just yeah. like, to really strengthen my mind and my body. But mm-hmm. I think that was the biggest like lightning strike of like, you need to change something like this is not working anymore. It's not conducive to your overall well being because I was really yeah. surviving versus thriving.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, and I'm sure too,
0: of just the nature of the
1: work that you are doing. I mean, you, I know for me, and I'm not always working with a lot of really emotional things. Like sometimes there's emotional things coming up when I'm working with my clients, but still just one on one is a lot of energy for me. Like I've had days where I just had like six clients in a day, five or six clients in a day. And I'm like, and then I've got to go to, leave the office and go out there where my kids are. And I'm like, I'm spent, you know, just I'm thinking in, in, I'm not doing therapy, you know, and I just think of how mentally and emotionally taxing that probably was on you too. Mm -hmm. Um, and just the nature of the work that you were doing.
0: Absolutely. And I think, you know, it's, I was always that person growing up that people would come to me with their problems. Like I would be at like a restaurant people would randomly come up to me and I'm just like, what's going on?"
1: You would like get into a conversation with a random person about their, yeah. oh my yeah. gosh.
0: All the time. It still happens every once in a while, but I think now I have a couple more boundaries set up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I you think really
1: should talk to someone about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, let, let me give you a psychology today. You can find uh- your first <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. I I think it's just, it it does take a toll. And I think because of like everything I was emotionally dealing with outside of the therapy world, like just personally, it was really hard to navigate. It made me stronger. I will say that. And I Mm. was like, and I think every great therapist has a therapist too, like, because Mm. you're dealing with so many people's emotions, but like, I needed it for to like decompress from what I was dealing with, with work, but then also personally, And I think that's the beautiful part of understanding. Like therapy is such an amazing um, avenue for people to heal and work through anything that they're going Mm -hmm. through. I think it was just, it was my time to leave basically. Like, and I knew it was like, there was that like itch for me. I always wanted to have my own business, like a wellness center or like Mm -hmm. something of my own, but I felt like, oh, that's like 10 years from now. And in reality, like it was just as working so hard for someone else. So I was like, I can do this for myself. And obviously it's very different, yeah. but I think too, it's like, I couldn't even think of that creativity aspect until like my last year of practicing is when I got really clear. I made this challenge for myself to do um, 52 hikes. So a hike every single day. Ooh. And um, so that was January, what, 2017. And um, by August, 2017, I was re- moving back to Florida, but I had done 56 hikes. So, wow. I, but it was, it started, to, the reason I'm bringing that up is because I really allowed myself to use that creativity. I started to have mental clarity because mm. I was doing something really good for my body. It was like strenuous, obviously hiking in like different mountains, different areas. And they were all different places that I went, wow. but it allowed my brain to really open up and look at there's possibilities. My problems felt so much smaller when you're on top of the mountain, everything seems like, okay, I got it. Yes. This. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. There's so much I could unpack
1: from what you just said. Okay. So yes, I um let's go with the, yeah, the creativity, because Mm -hmm. that's something I found in my clients um where, and I I love it because I've had it happen with multiple people when we're, you know, obviously we're, we're like, like focusing on health. We're looking at labs and we're doing these things, but I find, so part of that shift that we're doing in getting them out of burnout is getting them out of fight or flight, right? So if you think about like like sympathetic, parasympathetic. And and I've had clients do that where they we get towards the end of working together and they do say they're like, I've had this idea for my business and I just haven't been able, I haven't had the mental emotional capacity to pursue that because I've just been in survival mode. And so they are able to, I love what you said of like moving, you know, being able to be creative and to get out of just like panicked, putting out the fires and, and, and yeah, I love the getting outside piece. I mean, cause it really is research backed by getting out in nature of, of allowing, yeah, one for our nervous system and then two mm-hmm. for creativity. Oh my gosh. That's so, so good. So is that something that you have kept up Do you is that like a part of your practice, you know, or whatever self-care where you're, mm-hmm. you're getting outside every week or.
0: I am trying to be honest. It's so hard in Colorado. Like, oh the I <laughs> I've I've been trying and like like my f- fiance and I will like go out for a walk after dinner and I'm just like in my like major coat, like my Ooh. snow boots and like gloves. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm extreme. I get it. But and he's like, it's only like 50 degrees. I'm like, it's cold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well but I, you grew
1: up in Florida, right? Exactly it's, exactly. it's a whole nother level.
0: It is, but I think like the biggest thing is I've been going to like hot yoga on a regular mm-hmm. basis. So that's like really been helpful, just like getting out of the house because I work at yeah. home and I do everything from home. So it's like really important for my mental health to get outside. Mm-hmm. I am excited. It is starting to warm up a little bit so we can mm-hmm. like go hiking again. But I honestly, I think I've gone on one hike this whole year, which is like very depressing <laughs> mm, <laughs> um, yeah. because of the snow and I don't really like yes. to drive in the snow. It's just yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, I would, yeah, it would take me a while to get comfortable with that too. Just growing up. I'm getting drive in the rain all day yeah, long. Same same. I, yeah. I, the Florida. Here. <laughs> uh-huh. I love to, do you feel, and just again, just with the creativity, I mm-hmm. think a lot of times when you're like a hustling getter, go, you know, go getter achiever. I know for me, it can be very te- attempt, very tempting, excuse me to like, just think about the things that are on my to-do list Mm. rather and thinking, well, if I just, okay, if I keep going, keep going, keep going. But really, if I allow, you know, a lot of people talk about like getting space on your calendar, you know, for, Mm. for not that's nothing like, you know, white space, whatever. Do you find that of like, um, is that something you really have to be intentional about is like giving yourself that space where you're not checking off the box, you know, you're not accomplishing something, um, in, allow, I just hear that from a lot of women that I respect that I follow and I'm looking to them. They're like, you have to give yourself space for creativity. Whereas the, the temptation is just to keep doing the things and doing that th- you know like oh i have let me get another thing done rather than let me just let the ideas come to me in in yeah it seems un unpro- you know unproductive to do something oh, yes. like that
0: <laughs> yes i think that's the biggest thing too that you're saying because <laughs> i know like i just had a conversation the other day about this of having that space to be creative because you end up being more productive with that time and space and i used to be extremely rigid with my schedule i'm not as rigid i like it's almost like i will plan everything out but i leave room like if something doesn't happen i'm not like oh my god this is the end of the world because that's how i used to be i will admit that (laughs) because i'm a little stubborn um but i think the biggest thing is when you have that space and time to just be and like be present in the moment so much more happens like the less i like push and the more I surrender, the more happens. The more opportunities open up for me, and things I didn't even think are were like an opportunity to start to present themselves because I just mm-hmm. have that space to allow things in. And it seems like crazy. These people are like, "Well, how do you do that?" Like, if you told me this like mm-hmm. six years, or seven years ago, I'd be like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, but I think it's just like allows. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's like I'm. I have to be productive every moment, every time. But I think it's like having it's scheduled. Just like, even like I was talking to my fiance last night and we are like, we need to have like a scheduled date night because like, we're both entrepreneurs. We both have crazy schedules and it's like, it's a non-negotiable, like it can Mm -hmm. change on the actual day or like anything and being flexible with that, but it needs to be a non-negotiable. And I think that's like Mm -hmm. looking at life of what are your non-negotiables? What do you need to have in your calendar? that's going to allow for creativity that's going to allow for you to just have a break to go have some movement because a lot of people are like I don't like to exercise it's like well movement like move your body move your mm-hmm. mind like allow things to come into your life that are going to add energy versus mm-hmm. subtracting the energy
1: yeah wow so good so good mm-hmm. so um, there was another question I had before I should have I'm trying to take notes while we're chatting um so talk about then you're so then you move to coaching but mm-hmm. then that's different than what you're doing now and I think it's so interesting um yeah you you were saying just like entrepreneurship and getting into opportunities you never thought you'd be in can you talk about just how life has transitioned for you mm-hmm. from then working as a coach to what you're doing now
0: yeah absolutely so i i still coach like here and there but it's not something i like actively promote or whatnot Mm. so somebody does need that service i'm definitely available but the biggest thing is i transitioned out of coaching like on my website and all that like about Mm. a few months ago to be quite honest okay it's very recent um but i started to see more opportunities I got into the solar industry about yeah. a year ago, which is like so different. Everyone's like, what? But I look at it as I'm helping people from the inside out and now their environment. And I think yeah. it's really important that we take care of ourselves, but also take care of our homes and like everything that's around us mm-hmm. as well. We use that energy. Like, I mean, when you walk into the home, you want to feel relaxed. And it's part of that mental aspect, that physical aspect, feeling safe, all of those things. But So with coaching and plus the health business, I started doing a lot. I've done a lot of speaking engagements and Mm -hmm. now I have done like international speaking engagements and it's continuing to grow. Um, I have another one coming out next month, um, a summit that I'm in but it's been really cool, a really cool journey. And I think it's just building upon all my skill sets. And even with solar, I've actually just created a niche for myself the last few months of Mm -hmm. recruiting. So now I'm recruiting for multiple solar companies. I was recruited to recruit um, based off of my psychology background. So I'm still using a lot of my skill sets just in a Mm -hmm. different way. And I love interviewing people. It's super easy for me. And I just I love hearing people's stories, but I also yeah. like being able to identify behaviors and like, oh, you'd be a good fit for this person and that yeah. or company. So I think it's just really taken full um hold of everything that I have done and all the experiences. Mm-hmm. And I published a book or co-authored a book um last last year. So the last the end of last year as well. So it's just I'm still like in different pockets, but it's all like interconnected. And yeah. Look at it, even though I'm not practicing psychology and that's what I thought I would do the rest of my life. It's been so rewarding to see how you can still use your degree, but in a different capacity. And I don't feel like it's ever too late to start something new or do something different. Yes. When mind. And I feel like when you do surrender, like what I was just talking about too, it's like opportunities start to flow in. And if you asked me this a few years ago, I would never say I was like in the solar industry. I'm like, what is is that even a real thing? And it is. And it's only yeah. but it's been really a fun journey to rediscover myself at this point in my life, and just allowing opportunities to continue to come to me. And I think that's part of that creativity piece of just using the skill sets I have and doing things that are fun for me and really easy.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love this. I love this. Yeah, I
0: was thinking, and you just said it.
1: What a picture of of just your transformation over the last few years of. of and really that just <clears throat> allowing, I think can be so hard for women that are these achievers, go-getters. I think a lot, of, a lot of that comes down to fear, and you would probably know this better than me, but fear and wanting to control, yeah. but really when we release control of what things might look like, we can allow for opportunities to come in that we never would have. Thought of,
0: it's true. Even just to like go off of that, like I I was never just like, "Oh, this opportunity is coming," and I wasn't like just go with the flow. I will say, I like, I I said earlier, I'm a little stubborn. I'm extremely stubborn, and (laughs) (laughs) you're
1: very self aware, though. Yeah, awareness
0: is key, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but understanding too. Like I did resist a couple things, but the more like once I actually just allowed, sat with it, and it's like, okay, well, what would happen? if I don't do it, what's the alternative? Like, mm-hmm. what if it doesn't work out? Well, I won't know if I don't try it. And just mm-hmm. allowing myself to like slowly move into those different opportunities. It felt right. And I feel like that's the difference too. I think with psychology, just to kind of go back a little, I had gotten a college um, cheerleading scholarship and I originally wanted to be an architect. So I'm kind of getting back into the homes oh, there <laughs> in a you different go. way. <laughs> Um, but I really want to be an architect, but they didn't have that program at the school I got the scholarship at. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, well, I'll just do this for a year, get tribute out of my system, and then I'll go to another school. But I fell into psychology. It was something all that right. I was good at. I really enjoyed. And the human mind was like, okay, I I can do this. And so even with coaching, like I had a call with one of my best friends and she's like, What if you just leave California, move back to Florida, start a coaching business and then move to Chicago? And I was like, Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. So I did that. um, But it was never like this passion for any of Mm -hmm. that. Like, I'm good at it. Yes. But it's like following what resonates the most with you, what feels aligned. Mm -hmm. And I think when we really align with things, it starts to take hold and like or take hold of everything that you need to do to move forward. And do I love coaching? Yes. Did I love psychology? Yes. But it wasn't something that I like lit me up every day. I did it Mm -hmm. because I was good at it and I enjoyed the people I worked with and I love that aspect. But I think even with solar, I never thought I would like really enjoy it, but I truly genuinely love it. And I think it's just, there's so many great benefits to it, but Mm -hmm. for me, it just, it feels very aligned. It doesn't feel like I'm working or having to work so hard.
1: And that's amazing. Gosh, I think that would be all of us, right?
0: You never work time. a day in your life
1: if you love what you do or something. There's a quote. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. Would you say? Have you read The Big Leap? Yes. Yeah. It's been a while. Would you? Since read it. I'm sorry. A couple times. It's been a while
0: since I've read it. Oh, been a
1: while. Okay. Yeah. Uh, would you say maybe? And I guess I should back up. So, Gay Hendricks in that book talks about the biggest thing. for I got from that is that zone of excellence versus zone of genius. You know, like you have things you might be good at but mm-hmm. they're not necessarily your zone of genius. Would you say maybe that's kind of been some of your transition of like, okay, you were good. Mm-hmm. The psychology part, you were mm-hmm. good at that, but that wasn't really your zone of genius.
0: Yeah, no, that's, a, I didn't even think of it like that, but yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, you know, you're told to like go to school, get a good job, do all mm-hmm. those things. And like, I did all those things, but internally I still wasn't happy like I wasn't living the life I wanted to I didn't want to be like chained to a desk or like feel like your yes. couch I should say um, <laughs> kind of, but I think you can make it whatever you want and there's no right or wrong wrong way but I think it for me it's just it's so interesting how things do really show up in your life when you're really aligned with something and understanding too like it doesn't have to be so hard because I feel like a lot of things were really hard for me growing up. Like when it came to school academics, like I was never a straight A student until my doctorate mm-hmm. program. Um, but like, <laughs> it's crazy how that works. But I, I think it was just, I was doing what I thought was right. And like what yes. people would be proud of. And I was proud of myself too. But I think doing what I'm doing now has really just lit this world up inside of me. That's allowed mm. me to still like, love what I'm doing and still be a part of, like, I do trainings for prisons in California in the psychology world. I do a lot of different things too. I don't Uh really talk about a lot, but I think I'm, like, still in a lot of areas, but Uh I think the biggest shift has been being in the solar industry and helping in a different way that, Mm -hmm. like I said, I didn't think I would ever be in if you talked to me before, but I think part of that was learning my own cycle of burnout and understanding Mm -hmm. Okay. You can't keep doing all of these things. You have to be strategic of what works for you and your lifestyle because everyone's lifestyle is different. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Like before I would be in long cycles of burnout and now like I'm able to catch myself before it becomes burnout. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest shift that's happened for me overall to kind of bring it back.
1: Yeah. 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 I was going to say that's a great like wrap up of like you and I love that because I've had, I remember getting that question when I was on someone else's podcast of like, okay. And so you, it was kind of like the question of like, oh, so you fixed your burnouts. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, let's be honest. I'm, <clears throat> I'm a mom of, you know, yes, I'm a very driven woman. So I'm like, i still have all these goals and dreams and things I'm working towards. And I'm a mom of two nieces, mm-hmm. And so it's, it's like a, it's a, Evolution, right? It's like a, okay, burnout looks different in this season, you know, and how, yeah. how can I live life sustainably? So, and I love that you're, yeah, saying that of like, okay, it's a cycle, but I can mm-hmm. see it. So, what now, like learning what you've learned about yourself from the past and maybe that past experience with the health and stuff, mm-hmm. what does, When do you start recognizing burnout early for you? What does that look like? And then what kind of things do you do to start shifting out so that you don't end up in the long burnout cycle again?
0: That's a great question. And I think it's really been about my schedule because Mm -hmm. I'm very strategic, like I was mentioning of like, okay, today is all my solar interviews and this is for like my YouTube interviews and everything else I have going on. But I structured it in a way where I'm not like having so many things happening in one day, or I have different breaks where I can like go just downstairs and have a cup of coffee or upstairs or whatever, but being able to like do those different things that are going to help me decompress in the moment. So I'm not just working straight because Mm -hmm. I have done that in a lot of different capacities, but I think it's also making sure, okay, maybe I can't go to my morning yoga class. Then I'm going to go to the evening class. Like Mm -hmm. just making sure I'm scheduling it in because if it's not on my schedule, it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. but I will say there is flexibility in that. And that's what I think has really helped me identify and have that break of not getting to that level of burnout. Mm -hmm. Because when I start to feel myself stressed, I might start getting a headache or just feeling like getting really irritated Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, or just like not feeling my best. And it's like, okay, well, have I drank enough water? Have I drank enough water? Have I gotten exercise today? Did I sleep well? Like, was my sleep quality sleep, or was I up too late on my phone or watching a movie when I probably maybe needed to go to bed a little bit earlier? Mm. I just take inventory. I don't judge it or shame myself because I used to. I was Mm. just like, well, you should be doing this, or you need to be doing this. Mm. This is how you get ahead in life. Yeah. But I think having more grace and compassion for myself has really been helpful. But the really like biggest takeaway that I've learned is you need to schedule that time, that downtime. And you, mm-hmm. I can't go straight through the day of like no breaks, but making sure I like schedule in those breaks in between things. And even if I don't need it, like I still have it and you know, okay, I can take a break. And like just having that, I keep saying flexibility because that's what keeps coming up for me yeah. because I was so rigid before, but I think it's just really understanding what you need and some people can go for like 10 hours great but be careful (laughs) yeah but if you don't have to then why not I
1: think oh man so much we can unpack there like judgment of taking breaks and taking rest (laughs) yeah Yeah. been there done that I I try not to do that anymore (laughs) yeah oh man oh man yeah Uh uh-huh Yes. Yes. We could go down uh, another tangent, but I will, I will pause for, yeah, just for (laughs) time's sake. So, um, okay. So we, I want to make sure we covered. Yeah. So just looking at that cycle and identifying burnout. So, okay. So you, so you transitioned out of the coaching pretty much in the last couple of months. And so, and you do a lot of things, but one of those things, um, you do have a, you've had a YouTube channel and stuff, which you and I have interviewed before. Um, and now you have a podcast and like, what, what else are you doing right now that people can follow and, and check out and see, you know, and connect with you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So so the YouTube channel. I post two different interviews a week. And then on my podcast, I have three to five interviews a week of different entrepreneurs. So I love that. I just love shining light on others because I feel like so many people are doing so many great things just like yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm usually on Instagram posting about like my wellness as well. So I still have my health business. And then mm-hmm. solar tips, just giving people information that's factual versus the information that might not be factual. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, so you can find me on there. I am slowly learning Twitter. Like I have it, I've had it for years, but now I'm like actively. (laughs) I've never been on Twitter. I've
1: never been on Twitter. It's just, I don't know. It's
0: something else. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Um, but you can find me on TikTok, LinkedIn. I'm everywhere. Just as Dr. Karlyn Escovitz. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Wonderful. Tell me about your health business. Yeah, so I work mostly with health professionals of all kinds and I just implement the wellness solutions into their practices. And then I do have supplementation that I work with individuals, but I do have a private wellness consulting. Um got it, got it. So a, you're more consulting for
1: the professionals for their business, not necessarily individuals. Well, I do, individuals. I Is do that both. right. So oh care. you do both. You do both. Okay. Got it. Got it. Awesome. Wonderful. Okay. So you can check in your Yeah. Your website, let's say I've got Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. We will all link. And do you have a website as well? Yes,
0: I do. Um, it's just drcarlinaskubitz.com.
1: Okay. Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) Awesome. Wonderful. (laughs) Uh, thank you so much for sharing your story. I mean, you, I just, I know that so many women can identify with where I actually, you remind me of a one of my, um, a friend of mine who was a roommate, um, years ago, you, for some reason, you just remind me a lot of her. And I even think of, you know, she's in a different place in her life now too, but just maybe where you were at in the past, I can think of when she was living with me, like she was probably in a stage of burnout, you know, very (laughs) similar to yourself. So, um, thank you for just being vulnerable and sharing that story with us. Just showing women that life can be lived differently, that allowance and letting letting things come to you, right and following I feel like it's been such a picture too for a view of following the breadcrumbs. you know people talk about following the breadcrumbs and business and opportunities and and um yes, thank you so much for sharing that story. So go connect with Dr. Caroline on all her links and um and check out her podcast. Yeah, and tell me the name of the podcast is it? Yeah, it's entrepreneurship by Design with Doctor C. Got it. Yes, yes. Not okay, because cool. <laughs> I was thinking of your YouTube. I was thinking of your YouTube, um, the cup morning cup with Doctor C. Right? Is the YouTube, I, I changed change- everything
0: over now. So okay, like, so everything's that
1: new name. It. Mm-hmm. Got yeah. it. Wonderful. It's wonderful. been a process.
0: <laughs> yeah. No,
1: it's fun rebranding. Hey, just. You can change you're an entrepreneur, right? You're yeah. the boss You can change it if you want. So
0: exactly. But thank you so much, Laurie, for having me on. It's such a yes. pleasure to be able to talk to you, your audience, and just everything you're doing in this world. Thank
1: you. Thank you. So fun.
0: <laughs> if you got
1: value from this episode, I would love for you to rate this podcast, uh, give us a review, and that just helps to make it shareable and discoverable by other women who may be uh, needing to hear this message so that we can get out of burnout. We can live the life that we really desire. I'll see you in the next episode.